partnerships are an underestimated marketing strategy. And it's probably the strategy that a lot of your favorite, like big name entrepreneurs are using and they're not talking about it. But that doesn't mean it's not available to you. It's totally open for you because there's people your size, a little bit bigger, a little bit smaller, maybe who are also looking to do partnerships. They just don't really know what it is or how to do it. So I would encourage you if someone's springing to mind as you listen to this and you're like, oh, that person does cool work, send them an email. Just start a conversation and see what comes of it because you have no idea what could come of it until you put the question forward, until you make that ask. So I would encourage you to be brave and make that ask. Welcome to the Online Creator Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tradewell, founder of May & James Co., a creative digital company. Building a brand is about human connection. I am here to help you articulate your story through strategy, development, and execution. I believe that anything is possible at any age and at any stage of business. The only limits we have are the ones that we place on ourselves. I want you to feel like you are supported, not alone, and that you are able to take action quickly. On this podcast, expect to hear interviews from a wide range of guest speakers, bite-sized solo episodes from myself, bingeable episodes that will give you insights, different perspectives, and actionable strategies to help you reach your goals personally and professionally. Now let's get into the show. Welcome back to the Online Creator Podcast, episode 42, where I get to speak with Laura LaPouche. Laura is known as the cold email and pitch expert. And after four months of launching her business, she grew it by 1400% and signed a $20,000 client from cold emails alone. She has since helped her clients reach big milestones through cold emails using her powerful, the relevancy method. Laura has wrote viral articles for copy hackers, and has been featured on highly ranked outlets like The Fizzle Show, Copy Chief Radio, Crazy Egg, and Unbounce. She was such a joy to have on the podcast today. Please listen in to hear tips on where to start your own journey with pitching potential partnerships and how to create your own unique, interesting spin on your story, and how personal connection is key to standing out and getting noticed in the online space. Welcome, Laura, to the show. Hi, Laura. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast today. Thank you so much, Kim, for having me. I'm really excited about chatting about this with you because I've never really talked about it. And it's such a juicy topic, so I'm excited to dig in. I love it. I love it. So, Laura, you're known for being the cold email maverick. I think that's the right term. And you help your clients with cold pitch email flow method of yours. to generate more leads and cash through creating opportunities. I would love to dig into that more. But today, specifically, we're going to talk about your personal journey of doing partnerships and what that journey has brought into your business. And how I like opening up this conversation on all of my podcasts is, and maybe we'll evolve into that story a bit, is how have you leveraged your voice to better your business and brand? And again, maybe it's been a bit of a journey. It has been a bit of a journey. And to be honest, like it's something I haven't thought about until you asked me that question. And it's something because you asked me it before we started Mm -hmm. recording. So I've had some time to like 
process and percolate on the idea. Yeah. And it's super interesting because at the beginning of my business, which was eight years ago, I had no idea what I was about, right? Like all of us. And I had no idea what I stood for, what I liked, what I didn't like. And along that journey, specifically through pitching partnerships, I've figured out what resonates with people. And so specifically through using both my voice and also my voice as in my opinion. So I'm, it's a little bit like throwing spaghetti at the wall and I'll put like an idea out, maybe in an email to my list or maybe like in a podcast interview if I am feeling particularly brave that day. <laughs> or the podcast host asked me like a really insightful question. And then through that and the response that I get, then it's, then I'm like, oh, this is something that resonates. This is something that I feel passionate about. And it's not just me that feels passionate about it. It's like there's other people who are really interested in this topic too. And so that's kind of like the broad, the broad picture, the broad journey. Yeah. yeah. And has asking the questions been always easy for you? Like to, you know, use your voice in that way to be constantly curious? Because I think most of us by nature are, but not all of us are able to voice that, like voice our questions. And yeah. Yeah. Wow. You're, we are digging deep. This is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It was too deep. No, we're we're cool. We're cool. So really thinking about it, it was a struggle, especially in the beginning. And so I started off doing partnerships with guest blogging. So I would pitch I pitched like Crazy Egg and Kissmetrics. And part of the process to get selected to be published, which I was, was also having kind of an out-of-the-box idea, something that was not already published, something that was a different take on kind of the same old, same old. And so that process helped me think differently, first of all, come up with like a new take on kind of a tired subject. And that helped me figure it out and also to be brave in like a small setting which helped me grow that like courage muscle to then be braver on bigger stages like talking which is not my strong suit because I'm actually a writer so being able to talk about my ideas came from building that muscle about writing ideas does that answer your question yeah totally and I've heard that before from other entrepreneurs for sure And I think it's an important piece to, you know, just reiterate is that in order to get better at something, we have to keep practicing. And then when we build that muscle a little bit, we can get into bigger settings and bigger rooms and those kind of things. But we don't just jump off in the deep end when we don't know how to swim. So we got to start somewhere. We got to start somewhere. And yeah, I just I find this question so fascinating because this entrepreneurial space, there's all types of personalities that are here, right? And and some of us are loud and proud and some of us are just quiet and curious in our own way, right? And how do we like show up authentically who we are uh, without feeling like we don't belong maybe because of how we sound or how we are, how we don't sound, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, definitely. And to speak on that point, it's also important to stay true to what feels right for you like Mm -hmm. I I'm not one of the loud and proud ones I have to step into that role sometimes and it does it won't look the same as someone who's naturally loud and proud Mm -hmm. um 
but I can I can shift my personality into it and still be louder than I would be sometimes, right? And so I think it's important for you to realize what feels okay and what's like too much. What's like, this is totally not me. This does not feel aligned. I feel super out of my skin mm-hmm. versus what is like a bit of a growing pain. What is like a little bit of an uncomfortableness where I can, you know, get bigger and to use like the the muscles analogy, your yeah. muscles hurt because they're you're growing them, right? Yes. When you lift weights, mm-hmm. that soreness afterwards is your muscle growing. So how can you put that in your business and be like, yeah. well, this is something new. I don't have to be perfect the first time. I just have to do it the first time and get the practice. And then next time I know what to change and I can do it a little bit better. And and it's going to feel sore. It's going to feel uncomfortable. I might not be able to walk next tomorrow, right? Because I lifted too many squats. Yeah. But it's not like I I started like deadlifting a car. Like that would be a little bit too much. Absolutely. I always refer to it as kind of like gently nudging. I am the yeah. proud mom of two teenagers and I want the decisions to be there. So I'm always constantly kind of planting little seeds. But I have to do that for myself in this world because I don't have a business background naturally. Like this isn't, you know my normal setting in marketing my business. Like it's something that I've had to grow into and I'm still learning and growing. I probably will for a very long time and that's okay. But I always say I have to gently nudge myself to try different things that that aren't comfortable, um, but that maybe I could at least try and see if it's a good fit or if it's not or whatever. So I love that. I think we need to really tap into who we are and then we'll show up there more comfortably. So if Writing's your natural like kind of go-to platform because I always say you have to pick a platform. So if writing's yours, how, not how, but maybe is there another platform that you like? And it doesn't have to be audio just to please me. (laughs) But with all your partnerships and all your experience and trying different things, Mm -hmm. is there been one that has surprised you maybe or one that, you know, you'd like to talk about a little bit more? Yeah, actually, podcasts are some of my favorites to be honest with you. And I'm not not saying this to uh, because I'm on a podcast right now. It's actually one of my favorites because it's a chance to, first of all, get to meet someone new and make like a connection and a friend. And being an entrepreneur and especially being a mom entrepreneur, it gets kind of lonely. So it's nice to like meet someone who's paddling alongside of you. You're in the same journey, right? So that part is really nice. And you get to make friends along the way. Then the second part is it's actually a lot of fun to to connect with someone and have them ask you the questions about the stuff that you're an expert in already and that you're probably already talking about on like client calls or in your emails or you're riffing off the same topic as you normally talk about in your business. And so it's really fun to, first of all, get asked the question. Um, and have a conversation about it because you don't know what questions they will come up with and you might get surprised and you might find out something new about yourself or how you think. Going back to finding your voice and kind of unearthing more opinions that you you have and they live inside your head, but because they live inside your head, they feel normal. And so until someone asks you and you see their reaction, you're like, oh, this is an unusual thought. This is very interesting, their reaction to this thought. So it's kind of like that process too. Yeah, I'm sitting over here nodding 
I have to hit mute, otherwise I interrupt too much when I get excited. Uh, but yeah, like all of those things, right? Like it's so important to network, to stretch, to grow and to learn. And it is a lonely space if you are a solopreneur. And most of us are. We Some of us have some small teams and that's fantastic. But we usually start as a solopreneur. And how do we build our network and, and grow from there? So leading into that a little bit, I know you touched on it a little bit, but I would love to hear more and how how you share your marketing perspective is unique and that piece of building networking and the collaborations like how do you have any tips on when someone's just starting to grow and to increase their visibility how is that like is there any tips that you have to start like where do you even start because so that's one piece and then the other piece I don't want to forget about is because you come from that writing background, and I've heard this numerous times too, and when people pitch me even to come on the podcast, if they can create that unique spin to something that we've heard over and over, but in a different way, in a different view, is that something that you should be constantly thinking about to make yourself stand out? So I guess there's two parts to that question, sorry. <laughs> so let's see. The first question is, how do you get started, basically? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So that's a great question. I would recommend, and this is usually what I tell my clients inside my mentorship, which is to start thinking about kind of your spiky point of view. This is a term coined by Wes Ko, and she's talking about like this very different kind of controversial point of view that you have on something. And so you can figure out what your point of view is by either you can post on social media and see what kind of reactions you get. That's a little bit harder. But if you don't have an email list, you can start there. If you do have an email list, write emails about that. These like topics, these thoughts that you have. Maybe it's like you're picking a fight with, you know, a common way of doing things. Uh, For example, one of my clients inside the mentorship, he's like, I get really good results because I actually apply the advice that the experts say. He's like, most, most companies don't do it. They like fudge the details or they like, oh, we won't do that part and we'll do this part. And then they expect a great result at the end. And he's like, I just do it. I just follow the recipe and I get results. So that's one example of a spiky point of view is he's picking a fight with how everybody else is doing it and saying, you guys are being lazy and you're not actually doing it the way that the recipe is instructed. And then you're mad that you don't get carbonara at the end and you're getting Balinese instead, like, what did you expect? Right. So that's one way you can start. Another way is guest blogging, pitching some guest blog posts, which is a an easier way to get started, especially if you have a writing background like I did. That's how I got started into partnerships and just figuring out like, this is how I think, this is how I can work through a topic. This is what gets accepted, what doesn't get accepted. Then you're not trying to conquer a new medium like video or like audio. But if you're good in those areas, start posting audio or video, whichever is more your strong suit. Basically, start putting your ideas out there, seeing what kind of resonates Mm -hmm. and then making a note of that and seeing, is this counter to most of the advice? Um, A really specific example is like I do cold emails and my, Mm -hmm. my strategy, my method is so very different from everybody else's, which is like, the spray and pray approach, like blast the bajillion people on earth because 
anybody who has a heartbeat might be right for my offer. And my approach is be specific. Handpick the people that you want to reach out to. Figure out why you want to reach out to them and tell them. Be really, really relevant to them in your cold email because that email is going to naturally stand out in a sea of spray and pray. Right. And then let's see, what was your second question? Your second question was... I think I think you kind of answered it, though. How do you put a spin on what... Because I've heard this from clients, too, that want to start a podcast. Well, there's so many voices out there that's, that are saying the same message. How do you approach that when a client comes to you to say, like, how do I stand out and get noticed with a different viewpoint, a different perspective? How can you, like, get on the leading edge or what's next or, you know, that excitement that when someone touches and opens your email, you're like, oh, yeah, I want them on. Yeah, I think a large part of it comes from creating that connection, that one-to-one connection first off in your email. So remember that the person on the other side of your email is a human. So how can you maybe break the ice a little bit? How can you start to make a friendship, open up a conversation? Um, You wouldn't, to use a dating analogy, you wouldn't like slide up to them next to them at the bar and be like, oh, you look really hot, baby. Let's go get married. It's more like, hey, I like what you're drinking. Let's start a conversation. Did you have a bad day? You look like you're having a rough go. You know, you're drinking whiskey after whiskey. Like, what's going on? How can you start up a conversation? And in your email, the easiest way to start a conversation is to compliment the other person. Too often, we don't get enough kudos for the hard work that we're doing, not only from us in our own heads, but from other people. So if you can recognize someone else's hard work and be super specific in your compliment, not just like, hey, Kim, your podcast is amazing, and then launch straight into the pitch, but talk about a specific episode that Kim did and how it impacted you, what kind of ahas you took away. Did you make a big change in your business or your life based upon that aha, or are you thinking about something differently now? That's a very different compliment than, hey, Kim, your podcast rocks. No, absolutely. And the emails that have come across and the ones that really do stand out are the ones that have made that extra effort. You're right, because I don't think we do that enough. We're so busy wearing so many different hats. If we don't have someone specifically working on our PR in our business, and it's us doing that, I know I'm to blame too. Like I have the full intentions of checking things out and doing more details. But if it comes off easy on a different way to get on the show or whatever, I'll just take the easy way because I've had enough on my plate. But those (laughs) ones that do come over onto my email list that I open up, they do matter because I spend a lot of time and energy putting good value out there. And so when someone actually takes a moment to recognize that and say, hey, I listened to this episode, it really resonated with me, this is why. And I actually took the time to rate and review. What? What? Thank you. <laughs> because that matters. Like that matters to me in my world. So I think that's really, really important advice and something that I need to make a more conscious effort. If you are a solopreneur, you should spend some time during your week dedicated to those cold pitches, right? Or those cold emails that are going out. And instead of being a splatter effect, like you said, make it really intentional. And I would rather have five really intentional emails going out than uh, 25 random. So any day of the week, that really matters. What if you could create an audio funnel that helps you build and scale in a unique way? 
If you're dealing with low converting opt-ins, not seeing growth of your email list, or wanting to create an opt-in that drives excitement, so not your typical PDF or checklist, then Launch with an Audio Funnel Training is for you. Expect to learn how to identify and tell your unique story in a way that captures the attention of your audience. Become more accessible and meet your ideal clients where they are at. How to format and structure your episodes and ways to drive traffic to your audio feed and generate demand for your content. And even a game plan to create excitement around your audio asset. If you're interested in learning more, check out the link in the show notes. Launch with an audio funnel training might be the right fit for you. The other really cool thing you said is that if someone is listening and they're like, okay, well, I don't have a podcast yet. I don't have a blog yet. And I don't have a video platform. Writing seems to be an easy place to start. And I think people are missing out if you're not cross promoting with some other audience in some way, shape or form. So I think, you know, blog writing is not a thing of the past. It's still very, very relevant. I've heard it before and again, and I'm glad you brought it up because it is a a great way to like just start that networking and that building out and creating awareness. I mean, if you have a business online, part of that work and energy and effort needs to be cross promoting yourself, getting out there. And if I guess from a writing perspective, then is there some tips that you have like in your repertoire that people can go to and find out about what makes a good blog post, like the sections you need or things that you need to make sure you have it in there once you have done the really good pitch? That's an excellent question. It's something that I talk about inside my mentorship with my private clients, but I don't have any public information about it right now. And you bringing that up right now makes me think, oh, that would be a very interesting thing to write about. So I'm going to make myself a note. And perfect. So I would say the biggest thing is, and also to kind of add on that, is don't underestimate guest posting on a big blog because you will get like that little, then you can put that little media logo on your website. And right. because, yeah, which is huge, which builds more huge. trust and mm-hmm. that social proof and that air of expertise and authority, which is really what partnerships will do for you. Not to mention, it'll populate your Google search results, which is really cool. So you don't have to populate your SEO. You get traffic inbound from those sites to your website, which makes them like a lukewarm, warm lead. I can't tell you how many clients I've signed over the years from a blog post that I published in Copy Hackers, and it went live six, seven years ago. And I'm still getting people into my world. Come on. No joke. It's amazing. It lives on in the internet. So yeah, make sure that you write a really stellar blog post. If you do decide to go that route, look at at what people are doing and do more, like more outbound links, more examples. How can you make it juicier? Ah, Yeah. The copy hackers blog does a really good job of like what looks like a stellar blog post. So if you're interested, go check out their blog, read through some of the posts. Because that's that's the juicy stuff. Yeah, that's a really good tip. And I'll make sure I add that in the show notes. And I also have clients that are, I don't specifically do that piece, but I know they're constantly looking at how to repurpose their show notes or their audio content into blog posts. Yeah. Uh, because I feel like show notes are completely different beasts than a actually good, well-written blog. 
Some people don't agree with that, but I 100% do. Anyway, so, you know, there is purpose and value in using the content that you already have, but just reformatting it in a way that, like you said, has all those really good nuggets and makes it more of an exceptional piece that someone will want to take or take a look at or a second look at for sure. What's your take on, I'm seeing a little bit more and more of it, and I didn't actually ask you this before, so if you don't know that's fine, but the <laughs> online digital magazines that are popping up, are you seeing that as a trend? Is that something that's been around for a long time? Oh, Kim, don't worry about that. Or like, what are you seeing or hearing? That's a good question. I noticed it popping up about a year ago, and then I've noticed it more lately, and I don't really know what I think about it, actually. I feel like... Right now, we're in information overload, and a lot of people mm -hmm. want someone like a guide to cut through all of right. the weeds and give them just a straight path to to the finish. So like, mm -hmm. you want this? Let me help you get to there faster and cut out all the noise and say, this is your path forward. Everything else is kind of extra, and I would recommend just ignoring it. And that, yeah. for me, has been something I've been noticing a lot more in my business is okay. I just want someone to like, this is where you want to go. Here's how you get there. Oh, for sure. Right. <laughs> like, let's save some time. Yeah. I have gone down rabbit holes that I will never get that time back. And I don't know if it's an age thing or just you get a little bit wiser as you go. And it's like, how do I get there quicker? Yes. And who yeah. do I need to hire that knows that expertise to help me get there? Yes, exactly. How do I download it? It's like the matrix. Like, where's the chip that I put in my brain? And mm -hmm. if you can give me that chip, that's cool. Like, I will pay you. Let's do this. 100%. And it's so fun working with people that they implement and they're action takers right away, too. Like, that's so fun. And right. I kind of in the same way. If I'm learning something and I have a vision and a goal for that month, then I just want to get there, get it out, you know stop wasting Agreed. time because <laughs> we hold ourselves back enough so if you can get there quicker that's that's where it's but anyways where do people find out more about you if they want to learn more about the cold email cash flow method or how to get into your world in any way shape or form how do they find you yeah definitely just go to my website lauralopich.com and then forward slash everything it's the page that you can start at and you'll get all the information that you need right there and choose your own adventure from there. Ah, perfect. And before I let you go, I love doing a rapid fire question section just Ooh. to get you get to know you on a more personal level. So if that's all right, I'll just yeah. get started with that. How do you shake off a bad day and like to be able to show up the space, you have to be really creative and especially being like a writer. How do you keep creative and show up the next day when when you've had a lot on your plate and it's just like overload, like we said. Oh my goodness. Yeah, this is a great question. And as like a precursor, I have three kids and they're all under the age of eight and oh I stay gosh. home with two of them. And so lot. bad days crop up more often than you would think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but how I shake off a bad day is I like to go for walks. Mm. I'm partly English and mm -hmm. my husband always jokes that I can't even go for a day without a walk, the English side of me. Mm -hmm. But it works really, really well. It, it also shakes loose ideas that have been stuck in the back of my head or I've been wanting to get out the door, but I haven't quite figured out how to kick them out the door, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. So a walk will shake loose that and it gets like the kids energy out. It gets my energy and the restlessness out. 
So yeah, a walk is like my cure-all answer for anything. I could not agree more. If we live closer, I'd be tapping your shoulder and saying, let's go uh, later because I actually just came from one before we hopped on this call. So yeah, it's definitely how I shake off everything and yeah, just get refreshed, right? Are you a book reader? Are you an audio reader? Um, And do you read for entertainment or self-development? I always find that quite interesting. That's a good question. So I am a page reader, like a book. I have to have the physical, no Kindle. I can't do that. I like to see my actual progress through the book. I like to like thumb through and see the actual page count at the end and not lose my spot. I like the physicality of the book. And I read mostly fiction, although I do usually read like one nonfiction while I'm reading a fiction. So I usually have at least two going at the same time. Sometimes it gets a little crazy and I have five like right now going. Right. Because that makes sense. I have a coffee table like with different types of books and it's always interesting. People come over there like, what are you, what's going on there? And I'm like, it's a variety. I'm just sampling. Yeah. And like self-development for me, I can't read front to back, but in nonfiction, I absolutely could. Right. So it depends where I'm at and how much time I have. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Yes. Um, Is there something in your business that you're super proud of that you've accomplished this past year or something that is a goal that you're working towards that you'd like to share? That's a good question too. You have a lot of good ones today. Let's see. I'm currently working towards making my business um, not reliant on the launch model anymore. So I'm doing monthly enrollments into my mentorship program, mm-hmm. and which is basically a monthly in experiment into how do I enroll people without the scarcity, without the urgency. Right. It's just more picking up the people who are naturally ready to enroll. And so... Mm-hmm. That's been my journey for the past like six months and super cool. It is really cool. It's actually a lot of fun to like just mm-hmm. offer it and see who's like, oh, yes, I'm very interested. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I had no idea you're on my list. Let's chat. So it's a it's a so really cool. chill way to enroll yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love, love that. Is there anything that I missed today that you want to capture before we sign off? I don't think so. I would only just leave you with the thought that partnerships are an underestimated marketing strategy. And it's probably the strategy that a lot of your favorite, like big name entrepreneurs are using and they're not talking about it. But that doesn't mean it's not available to you. It just means they're not talking about it. And it means that it's totally open for you because there's people your size a little bit bigger, a little bit smaller, maybe who are also looking to do partnerships. They just don't mm-hmm. really know what it is or how to do it. So I would encourage you if someone's springing to mind as you listen to this and you're like, oh, that person does cool work, send them an email, just start a conversation and see what comes of it because you have no idea what could come of it until you put the question forward, until you make that ask. So I would encourage you to be brave and make that ask. That's such a great way to wrap this up. And before I let you go, a follow-up question to that. Do you personally set a goal for, because this is one of your number one marketing strategies, do you personally have a goal set every month on how many that you reach out to? Because I'd be curious to know. Yes. I actually have a recurring calendar event of pitching partnerships every Wednesday. I have an hour and a half set aside basically my time, my work time for that day. And I pitch partnerships. I aim to send out three a week. If I can send out more, that's awesome. But I like to set 
an achievable goal. So I feel really good about it. And then if I get more, it's like, you know, kudos to me, bonus on the bonus on that one. But so yeah, it's, I guess that would equal 12 a month that I'm pitching. Yeah. I think that's amazing. Thank you. I totally take that because we hear lots about lead engagement and how to do that daily and all these things, but you don't hear about how people are actually implementing and creating a strategy around building partnerships and collaborations. And I just think that that's a tool in your marketing toolbox that you should really implement. And I think that's a, a great set example of how you can do that in a way that makes sense, like setting off an hour and a half to do that kind of work and then setting an achievable goal. That sounds like doable. It, it's, it is doable. And I yeah. like to set those like small kind of doable goals so you can check it off and feel good about your day. And then if you get more done, then that's cool. But I find that once you start writing the pitches, you'll start seeing more opportunities pop up. And it's, um, no. yeah, it's this bias that your mind has. And so it'll start accumulating all these different partnerships and then they'll start coming either up to the surface and you're like, oh, this could be one, this could be the one, or mm-hmm. they'll start coming to you without you having to pitch them, which is also a really cool side effect of pitching is the universe recognizes, hey, Laura's in this mode of pitching. Let's send her some opportunities. And then suddenly you get you get ones that you didn't even ask for. And they might be really, really cool opportunities. Yeah. And I think another piece of that is we were both part of Jordan's Dream 100 Club. And some of those conversations and connection calls that were out of it, you've mentioned it before, too, in this interview that you can throw out things that you've been thinking about that you're kind of working on just to feel out what people are thinking or if they've heard of that or what I did with the digital magazine thing with you. Because I think it's a great safe place because everybody's on the same boat. We're just paddling with different oars, like trying to figure out like what direction we should take. And when you voice it out to the universe, it's cool. What can come around? And maybe the right opportunities arise when you just start voicing them. And if you keep them all inside, No one's going to know what you're thinking about or what's potential. And it's amazing what some of these connection calls have already opened doors to. And definitely something cool that I'm continually going to be working on, but I'm definitely going to implement them like you had suggested because I just didn't really, I haven't really marked it down as specific times. And I think if we do that, then we're more able to get it done and accomplished because I think it's that those aligned actionable steps that we need to take in our business to keep propelling us forward if we want to move forward. Exactly. And being consistent is super hard. So make it a little bit easier on yourself and just put it in your calendar. Like, this is what I'm doing during this time. Like, yeah. sorry, client, you'll have to pick a different That's right. day. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's 100% right. It's like I batch, like, right? Thursday mornings yeah. or Fridays are like my batch recording days. And yeah, and then the rest of the week, I do all the other things that need to be done, right? So yeah, just creating and carving out that time. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. It was fantastic our, that our paths crossed. I okay. really love your unique approach to how you run your business. And I know it will resonate with others that are trying to figure out what direction in this whole marketing spiel or world that we're living in, because it's it's crazy out there. So having some tangible uh, so takeaways, I think is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Kim. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for listening into the show. It truly means so much to me. 
You can check out the important links mentioned in today's episode in the show notes, and please join the conversation over on Instagram at me and James Co. I love hearing from you. There are so many great conversations coming up, so please make sure you are subscribed to Apple or Spotify or any of your favorite media players so that you don't miss out. And if you enjoyed the show today, please share and leave a review and a rating because it helps us so very much. Until next time.